Happy Thursday, my pop culture junkies. It's Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays, and it's me, Brooke Hammerling. Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. Welcome back, my lovelies. We took a break, I have to say. I miss doing the podcast, but I don't regret not bringing my equipment to Jamaica because that just would have been a pain. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. And I think I go back to Jamaica in April for my big 50th birthday and I'll be there for a while. So I think I'll probably do the podcast from Jamaica then, but I'm also going to be on the road for weeks and weeks. So I'm going to be one of those ridiculous people like traveling like Beyonce. I'm going to have like suitcases for my suitcases for my suitcases. So I'll just be able to throw the equipment in and we'll do it with the sound of the waves crashing behind me. But we didn't do the podcast last week, but I do want to shout out because I was in Jamaica with some friends of mine who are avid podcast listeners or this pod. So Karen Kaplan, this is for you. I miss you so much. I wish we were together on the beach drinking a golden eye talking about, I don't know, life and the past, present, future. So you're in my heart and I'm sitting here at my desk in Los Angeles wishing as much as I love being here that I was back in Jamaica. And guys, I can't tell you, I... For those of you who know me, you know how special that place is. It's not just Jamaica, but GoldenEye and the whole vibe of Orcabessa. So I was at a dinner last night, which I want to talk about because it's all pop culture related. But as I was leaving the dinner last night, I look out uh, into the sort of area where people are waiting for their cars to be brought up and I see the most beautiful woman and I realize that she's Lashana Lynch who plays Rita Marley in One Love. And guys, I don't know what happened to me, but I like got... I got starstruck. I did, but it wasn't just because she's this beautiful actress, but she so became Rita Marley. It was like I was meeting one of the Marley members in real life. And she was sitting there and I just was like, I just got back from Jamaica. Your movie means a lot. It was so beautiful. I'm, you know, very moved and the people connected. And she was like, wait, what? You're, you're at GoldenEye? You know, Chris Blackwell? She was like, this is so crazy. You know, it was, um, it was a funny moment. I honestly got like so nervous. I, I was like, I saw the movie in Montego Bay, but I didn't like, I, I was just in Montego Bay. But anyway, if, if she ever hears this, I didn't mean to fib. It just, I wasn't, I was trying to explain I'd seen the movie and then I'd just gotten back from Jamaica and I'd been in Montego Bay as well as Orcabessa. It all jumbled together. I was just so nervous. I was like, it's like meeting royalty, but One Love was getting a lot of heat because there's a lot of people, especially, you know, Jamaicans who know that it's not necessarily the true Bob Marley story. And it was definitely anesthetized by the family in order to put forth a different image of Bob Marley and, you know, this sort of godlike image and focus on the art. It is not a typical biopic because it takes place over a specific period of time. So you go back in time a little bit to see Bob's journey, but I think it, it leaves people wanting more to really understand how did he become this person? You don't really understand his backstory. You get glimpses of it. You don't really understand his transformation into being a Rastafarian and the religious uh, aspects of it, the zealot aspects of it is not at all focused on the Ethiopian connection and 
there was a lot of political stuff there that they didn't touch on. And they didn't touch on the fact that Bob Marley was, um, in relationships outside of his marriage with Rita. And in fact, very much apparently in love with another woman, um, who was supposed to be a main part of the movie, my understanding from those who were making the movie, but got nixed right before filming started. So she became a back character that appears as a groupie, but she's the mother of Damien Marley. And they're apparently 11 Marley children that are confirmed or like acknowledged, some of whom are Rita's, some of whom are other women's. But by all accounts, I have heard from several people who have known Bob that there may be 30 children, maybe more. Um, he was very prolific in that area. Somebody who's was a friend of his, um, really close friend of his, and I guess knew him in England as well as Jamaica, uh, said to me, the way that a guy goes up to a girl and says, you know, he sees a girl at a party and was like, hey, I'd like to take you out to dinner would be the equivalent of Bob going up to a woman. It would be like, hey, man, do you want to have a baby with me? <laughs> no girl said no. I mean, he just had this magnetism. He was a, and he was a short man, 5'7", uh, I think, but uh, felt like a king, like a lion, as everyone said. Anyway, I loved the movie because how can you not? It was still just a, a good, even though it didn't touch on any of that stuff and it made him a little bit more of a, of a saintly man than he probably was the music and the meaning and bringing connectivity. And I just, I love it. And I, I can't say enough things about how much I love Jamaica and reggae and the people and, and Chris Blackwell, dear friend is represented in that movie. And I don't care about anything other than the guy who plays him as hot. And that makes me happy because Chris is hot. Even at 87, that man is hot. And he was so hot in his thirties and forties. And I'm glad in twenties and teens. And I'm glad that the actor representing him did him justice. I will say that Chris is still hotter, but you know, it was, it was close enough to me, but I saw the actress last night. I have this really, really wild week. This week is exhausting to me and I've actually had to do nothing. It's just that I have two dear friends who have had very big launches this week. One is Kara Swisher, you know, icon, legend, meanest girl in the whole land, my nemesis, my best friend. I love that woman. I joke, I joke, and I love to tease her, but her book came out this week. If you guys have not purchased this book, please purchase this book. Because honestly, if this bitch does not make the New York times bestseller list to do it for me, because the amount of headaches I will get, like, I, I just need her to be on the New York times bestseller list, even just for a week, let's get her up there guys. But please buy this book. It's the burn book, a tech love story. It's her memoir. I've gotten into a few little online spats with some people who reviewed it that did not understand the concept of a memoir versus a business book. I understand the concept of she's a journalist and therefore people think she's going to be writing a business book. She has written those in the past, sort of deep dives into AOL and others. This is a memoir. This is about her stories, about her experiences, about her personal journeys and her, you know, whether it was her coming out or her having kids or her having a stroke mixed in with these unbelievable moments, even some that I was in the room for, but reading it, you know, all these years later through her lens and through her incredible ways of how she words things, it was like, 
I seeing it for the first time, these experiences with Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk or Sheryl Sandberg or Mark Cuban, Jeff Bezos, like it's just, she had a front row seat to some of the most incredible conversations, stories, experiences, and she compiles it in such a beautiful way. You literally can't put the book down. And I say that as somebody who really didn't think I was going to, I was like, I've seen this, I've done it. How am I going to like get through this? Not, I was excited for her book, but I also was like, there's no way I'm not going to know everything in every piece of this book. But it was extraordinary. It was a page turner. And the only annoying thing about this book is that the the cover is her face. There's no denying what this book is. It's her face with the Ray-Bans on fire. And I've had this galley and I've traveled with it. And it is a conversation starter in airports and airplanes. People are like, oh my God, I love that Kara Swisher. Is that Kara Swisher? Does she have a book? How did you get that book? I heard it doesn't come out till da da da. I've had so many conversations. It's embarrassing because I I really like to bring Kara down a notch. And it's like, people aren't coming up to you off the street, Kara, and saying, I love your show. And then in fact, they are, because I've been with her when it happens. So there I am in an airport and a pilot that was waiting to board the plane was sitting across from me on this as we're getting ready to board. And, but he's sitting there and he's like, is that Kara Swisher? And I mean, he was like, a Delta pilot from Dallas, Texas. Like what? He's like, I love that pivot podcast. It's so crazy. I was like, okay, that's cool. That's great. Thanks so much. Pilot Dan from Dallas. But, uh, she has a, she has a real reach. And those people I think will find this book really interesting because if I was in the room when it happened and I find it interesting, imagine not being in the room when it happened. So please buy this book. Please make my girlfriend a New York times bestseller do it for me. Cause I just, I feel like it'll be good karma for all of us. But the dinner I was at last night was for my other friend who also had a big week this week. And that is the one and only divine Monica Lewinsky. And my God, I, there, the, I could do an entire episode on Monica. One day I will bring Monica on this podcast. I have not asked her yet, but Monica is the new face of reformation. One of my favorite brands, if you're not familiar with Reformation, immediately go to reformation.com. It's a sustainable brand. It was a company that actually started I maybe in the 90s, maybe in, I think it's the late 90s, maybe early aughts. It was a vintage store in LA and it was like the cool girlies. I remember hearing about it when I was in New York. It's like, oh, I got this from Reformation, which meant that you were in LA at that store. And it was so successful that they launched their own line and the sustainable materials. I have more clothes from there than I have from any other brand. And I am an Isabel Morant girly. I'm a Nilly Lotan girly. Those are like my key staples, but I have way more of Reformation. Dresses, skirts, sweaters. I love their clothes. Their dresses in particular are sort of like the best go-to for weddings and cocktail parties and things like that. They're great. They come in all different sizes. They also come, like you can pick one dress, but they'll have five different prints to it. It's just Mwah. chef's kiss. Love it. And they launched this campaign with Monica and vote.org to get the vote out. I mean, it's so brilliant. It's obviously so brilliant on so many levels, but it's really because of how strong Monica is. Now I'm the exact same age as this woman. She was going through a trauma at the same time I was going through a trauma, different traumas. Whereas my parents died in that time frame that she was going through her scandal 
and was on the front page of every newspaper and every single news outlet and reporter would report on her in a horrible way. This is a different era. And I said to her when I was like, I wouldn't have been able to survive that. And she stopped and she looked at me and she said, no, I have to tell you, I would go through my thing over and over again, then go through what you went through with losing your parents as someone who's very close to her parents and her parents have been there. And I just was like, what? To hear her say, I would go through my, that experience again and again, you know, over what you went through. It was, a, I think we both bonded over our shared traumas, but she's a remarkable woman. Like I can't imagine having the strength and courage that she's had and to turn it into this beautiful career where she's so inspirational. And if you haven't, I'll put it in the notes, but her Ted talk is just one of those things that we all, it's required viewing and, and reformation folks even sort of called that out. Last night was a dinner with these incredible women. We were all dressed in reformation and it was all to celebrate the launch of this campaign, but also the, the getting out the vote, the vote.org representatives were there as well. You know, being strong, being powerful, being courageous. These are all things that Monica represents. And, and it was such a beautiful moment to have all these women, women from fashion and interior design and entertainment and media and technology come together to celebrate her, to celebrate reformation, to celebrate this mission. We also all sort of talked about, or a lot of us were talking about like, is democracy going to be here in a year? Are we going to actually witness the fall of democracy? Who's to say, keep staying in tune with, with all of us. Like we will combat it as best we can, but it was a really, it's a proud moment for me. I don't have children. My friends are like my, my everything, my family. And to see two incredible women that I am so fortunate to call friends, Kara and Monica have such big, big weeks. I mean, if you haven't seen Kara's press tour, guys, it's crazy. She was on The View. She was on Good Morning America. She was on Anderson Cooper. I think she's on TMZ. I'm not even making this up. I think she's like, I think she was like, I'm going on TMZ. Unless I dreamed that in some fever dream, which is also possible because I took a Benadryl last night, but I'm pretty sure Kara's going to be on TMZ or was on TMZ, something TMZ. So that is extraordinary moment for the ladies. Give it up. Buy Burn Book, a tech love story. Buy the collection on Reformation that'll make you look like Monica, who is so beautiful. Like, I just have to tell you, she's really one of the most beautiful women I've ever laid eyes on. She's really so stunning. And her hair is ridiculous. I don't understand. It's so weird when I'm with her, but I just like want to pet her because she's so pretty. She's just so beautiful and so confident and uh, kind. So do yourself a favor, all you ladies out there, go to Reformation, buy that Monica collection, get the word out on voting. We had some other stuff going on. I can't believe that it was just Monday. We're in the time vault time machine. It's Tuesday right now, I think. Could be Wednesday. I, I've lost all sense of time. But Flacco, we lost him, guys. And it's so sad. I I put a pretty, um, you know, lowbrow joke in the newsletter. But Flacco was the eagle, owl eagle, the rare, beautiful bird, but I think it's an owl, that was a resident of New York Central Park Zoo for 13 years. And he came as a fledgling. And then some 
bad people came into the zoo a year ago, literally a year ago in February, and broke into his area, cut the steel, and he flew off. I don't know if these were animal rights people or just people up to being naughty, but Flacco got away. And then I said, I think in the newsletter, I said he he flew high, just not high enough because he flew into a building. Poor Flacco flew into a building. So if he just had flown a little higher, he would have he would have been free. But he had a year of magical living where he roamed Gotham, showed up at people's windowsills. He cleared out rodents. I mean, that if that city could use like 20,000 Flaccos because the rodents are out of control in New York these days. You know, Flacco just flew a little too close to the sun. I can't stop making these jokes. I'm so sorry. It's so bad. I'm just sad because like Flacco flew into a building and then came crashing down and they did an autopsy. I mean, it's all just so terribly sad. And the outpouring of love for this bird, the New York Times wrote an obituary. There were obituaries in major newspapers, like way more so than some national figures. Like Flacco really, there was like a whole monument set up to Flacco. I'm sure they're going to create some sort of statue in Central Park for Flacco, like poor Flacco. And everybody's really sad. So social media responded. There was like the governor of New York, the ridiculous mayor of New York City, like everybody weighed in on poor Flacco. But in my research, a lot of birds die in in New York, which makes sense. Like they just fly into buildings. It's not place for like their bird strikes and the birds flying the buildings. It's sad. It's very, very sad that so many birds have died. It also made me realize, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? Have you? No, you have not. Where are they? Do they just live in a nest until they're full grown? Like, have you ever seen, where do the pigeons live? You just see them like walking around or flying overhead sometimes, but where do they live? Where are the baby pigeons? These are questions I I must have answers to. Somebody let me know. Um, We also had Taylor Swift again. I know it's like, guys, can we just go one week without Taylor Swift? But no, that's not on me. That's on Taylor. She's back on tour. You can't miss it. If you did, then you're not a pop culture princess like me. But she was back on tour, as we all know, in Australia And um, as many of us know, and Travis Kelsey went for one day, apparently they incidentally went to a zoo. They had a date at the zoo. It was really cute. But the reason I wrote about her this week is there's this phenomena that's growing, which is around the 22 hat. So she has a song 22. She has this like black hat on. And I don't remember this in San Jose when I went to the show. So I don't know if I missed it or if it wasn't yet a phenomena or it wasn't regular part of the show. Maybe it was. I I don't know. But there is somebody that's handpicked by her and her team that stands at the back of the stage, the top of the stage that she and her dancers walk down towards. And they're pulled out of like, they have this own little area. So they're right up at the stage. And then they walk towards her, dance towards her. And then Taylor or them, boy, girl, man, woman, the recipient of the hat and Taylor walks towards them. And then they hug, they have a little chat. She takes the hat off her head and gives it to the person. And in Australia, there have been viral hat receivers. So one that I talked about was a Kiwi, this boy who looks exactly like 
Harry Styles. He's a darling. This was in Melbourne, not Sydney. So this was a couple weeks ago or two weeks ago. This boy, he's like a, I don't know, maybe he's twenties or something, but he makes a ton of TikToks about how he's like the biggest Swifty in New Zealand. Da, 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 da. He flew to Melbourne. He got pulled to be the recipient of the 22 hat. And you have all these videos, like his videos and other people's TikToks that show the moment and you see her and she's like, I love your videos. And he's like, Oh my God. Like, it's so crazy. And you're just, everybody's rooting for this kid. And then he's done like 400 posts about it since it, his experience and how he's never going to sell the hat and how he's riding this high and all of this stuff. Then we go to Sydney and this week, and there are three kids that she did over a series of nights. One was this little girl who's a nine-year-old who unfortunately has like a glioblastoma, a, a inoperable or, or incurable brain cancer. That's terminal. And, but she's a huge Swifty and she was selected and everybody went nuts and you see, and she doesn't have her hair from chemo and you see her just face is sparkling and you just, it's just instant tears as Taylor leans in and gives her a hug and puts the hat on. And then there's this girl, Lily, and Lily is a little girl. I don't know how old she is. She could be eight. She has been one of the biggest Taylor fans for years. And her mom and her post all these videos. And it's been, this isn't like the last six months. It's been years since she's like four years old. All of these videos, all of Australia knows that Lily is like the biggest little Taylor Swift fan in all of Australia. And then I started, and I started hearing about Lily prior to the show because people were like, I really hope it's Lily. I mean, it just has to be Lily, right? Lily's going to be one of the hat, the 22 hat recipients. It has to be Lily. So I started finding out who this Lily was and seeing her videos. And I mean, going back to like 2020, 2021, it's so crazy. And then sure enough, she is shown on the big screen and tens of thousands of people, everyone in that stadium knew it was Lily. They knew it and people are crying. And then you see all these reaction videos where people are watching at home and they're seeing it and they're crying. I'm so nervous right now for the 22 hat. It's gotta be Lily, surely. It's Lily. Oh my God. Don't freeze, don't freeze. Oh my heart. Oh my gosh. I need the full video stat, and then I'm going to tattoo it on my forehead. It's just remarkable. It is, it's amazing. And I want to get to how they figure this out. And then the third one was this little boy who is everything. He is a very eccentric little boy. I don't know if he's like seven dancing. Like he like dances like Michael Jackson. He's wearing like glitter and outfits and he's very he's going to be a dancer. Like there's no question. He's very talented and it's clear that he'll be on that stage with Taylor one day. And he was picked and it was just a beautiful moment because I can't, who knows if this child's going to be gay or not, but the assumption is he's a very flamboyantly dynamic kid. He wears a lot of jewelry and glitter and dances like there's no tomorrow and is so comfortable with himself and is being celebrated by his family and friends for being that boy and by Taylor. And it was a very, very moving moment, I have to say, in all three of them. And so I dug into how they figure out who these kids are. And this again goes back to how incredible Taylor Swift's team is, how incredible her comms person is, Tree Payne, who's probably the best PR person, like puts all of us corporate 
network communications people like to shame. And they pour through the videos and they see what's happening and they pull through. And then the reports are it's they're sent directly to Tree and Taylor to pick themselves. And that that Taylor is very hands on with that. This is not just manufactured. They are all really involved. And Taylor has seen the videos and Taylor is aware of who they are. So it's really I don't know. It brings me joy. Again, it just brings me great, great joy. And the opposite of great joy was when there's so much going on in the world, like the potential fall of democracy, but the New York times magazine Sunday, New York times magazine devotes its cover to Tom Sandoval from Scandoval from Vanderpump rules, the cover and his like pose. Maybe it's just me, but it looks like he's like the crucified Jesus who's been taken off the cross. Like the way that he is, his hands are up. It just looks like, it's meant to invoke a crucified man. And this guy has like four brain cells and he compares the hoopla of his cheating scandal on that of OJ Simpson and George Floyd. So you know how that went. You know how that went. Also, he's like, he was more hated than Danny Masterson, who he's like, he was a rapist. So this guy, I mean, okay, it's great to watch people fall uh, that's what we love as a society. You know, you rise up and then you fall. This is a reality show bartender who has like five brain cells, who cheated on his girlfriend, has made money out of that fact, by the way. And we're in a world where, you know, there's wars. There have been, you know, murders in Russia. There are children dying all over the world. There are famines. There's climate problems. There's democracy issues in our country and others. But no, 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 no. Let's put Tom Sandoval. Hey, I'm a pop culture girl. So like it plays into all of the things that I obviously have been talking about all these years, but he's on the cover of the New York Times magazine. And it came out when I was in Jamaica. I have to say, I was like, uh, it, the the print came out this weekend, but the online version came out the few days before. And it we were talking about in Jamaica, like, can you even, can you even? So... I could keep going. I could talk endlessly because there were so many other sort of like pop culture moments that um, I, I have had a lot of fun with, including the fact that what's his name from Barstool Sports, who is such like a loathsome guy. I really I just can't stand it. Dave Portnoy. He's a sexist. He's a misogynist. He's a Swifty. So like you're like, OK, that's not terrible. But, you know, he just says whatever he wants to say. And it's, it was really, I was allergic to him until he did a brilliant thing. And he adopted this dog, Miss Peaches, and he's created this whole new personality where he speaks to Miss Peaches. Like, just listen. Miss Peaches, I have a question. This hat right here, I don't remember it having these giant holes in it. Do you? Do you happen to know anything about this, Miss Peaches? Huh? Oh, no. You just say, give me them belly rubs. Don't worry about it. You can get free ones. I know it's your company. Oh, Miss Peaches. What the heck? I mean, 
to be fair, this is how I talk to my dog. I don't know where it comes from, but I'm just like, who's a good boy? How are you so cute? You're the most adorable. We all do it. We all have dog voice. It's embarrassing, but he's putting it out there and it's totally within three videos. I was like, he's not such a bad guy. He's so great. He loves dogs. Like, you know, this is, he's a red flag dipped in a red flag, wrapped in a red flag, rolled up in a red flag. And yet he has like a dog for five minutes and I'm like, I love you. You're amazing. You're not so bad. So go watch more of those videos because they're fun. They are really cute. And Miss Peaches is turning out to be a little naughty. She's eating a lot of things she's not supposed to, which I have to say is one of my proudest things. My dog, he's some issues. I will be honest. He doesn't get on with other dogs. He's not great around kids. He thinks they're his enemy. That's fine. But he's never eaten anything he's not supposed to eat. In fact, he has a toy Ugg boot that looks exactly like my Ugg boot. Like it's hard to differentiate. And yet he loves his Ugg and chews his Ugg, but will never touch mine. Has never touched a shoe, has never eaten a piece of furniture or anything that's not, it's just remarkable. I mean, truly remarkable. He might be Mensa for dogs. So I just want you to all to be aware of that. Okay, well, I'm going to wrap it up. I am going to do a Merry Makeout Mute because I skipped it the week before we took last week off. So my Mary is, I mean, I would marry Kara and Monica. I would think that would be a really fun, you know, we could all live together with their partners and I'm fine with that. Just add me to the mix. Like Kara has a bunch of kids that can, I, I'm happy to help there. I know Kara's wife would be like, excuse me, but I'm just saying like, I don't mean literal marriage, but just like, you know, let's all live in a compound together. It would be so much fun. Like I really, the amount of entertaining that would be, would be fun for me. I would make out with, I would make out with Flacco because then like, you know, I would just whisper in Flacco's ear, baby, fly higher, fly higher, baby. That's what I would do. So if Flacco were around, we, I would totally snog little Flacco. Be free, Flacco, be free. And I would mute Tom Sandoval, obviously. I mean, all of this Vanderpump, I'm so over it. I really am. I mean, I think I think we're gonna start to see a decline in those types of shows. I think they've they've seen this sort of was its heyday. This was like its peak. And now we're heading back down to, you know, we'll have to find a new format of things that we love. I'm still a housewife girl through and through, but I, I'm done with these these Vanderpump people, please. So if you have issues with that, you let me know. And until then, I will see you guys next week. Karen Kaplan, I hope you had a great run. Love you. Pop culture.